Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now, a shoot 'em up western called The Magnificent Seven, that I don't know. If you just want to sit back and have a blast at something, this is the movie to do it. Uh, my guest today is sort of a new young actor who's never done a western That's before. Correct. That's correct. Right. Correct. But it's nice to have I'm, you I'm here. New, I'm new to the scene. I'm new just, to it all. I'm hoping one day I'll make it and. <laughs> What will you do with all that success? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I have no experience, so it's I don't know what to do. That. But it is, Dentel. It is. You're a virgin in terms of Westerns. Yes, I am. Yeah, absolutely. You were really thinking that one through. Well, like, yeah, what does yeah, he I, mean? was, I was like, right. where's he going Wait, now? Where's he going? think I have these children. Yeah. yeah, right. They don't make them. They don't make they many don't of them. They don't make them. They, what was True Grit? What's the last one? Unforgiven, obviously, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, True Grit. True Grit wasn't that long ago. Wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 310 to Yuma, Yuma. Mm-hmm. but uh, this one is, is is fun. I mean, and it is sort of like a, a boy's dream. You get to get on the horse and you ride, you know, got the guns and spinning them and all that. It sounds like it, but before we started the show, we were talking about you getting brought up in Mount Vernon, New mm-hmm. York, and me and Yonkers, New York. Right. As I recall, no there horses. were no horses. Well, Yonkers Raceway. Raceway. There the, was the, the Trotters. Raceway. The Trotters. <laughs> The trotters. But they never let me on. They never let you on. So it didn't happen. (laughs) So you say at this point in your life, sure, I'm going to do this. And so do you have writing experience? No. 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 I brought Antoine Equalizer, Antoine Fuqua, Fuqua. the director. I brought Equalizer to him and training it. Mm -hmm. And he returned the favor with bringing this one to me. They had gone to him first, MGM. Mm -hmm. And he talked about his life growing up and how Westerns inspired him to want to be a filmmaker. And his enthusiasm and passion for the project is really what, what, what convinced me. But did you have it? When you were growing up, were you watching Westerns? Not really. Was My father was a minister, so we didn't go to, you know, King of Kings, Ten Commandments. That was it. That was about it. That's why you did the Wizard preacher's of Oz. life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once a year. That was, that was about it. it. There's no cowboys. There's no shooting. We saw bananas. But, oh, well, see, that well, But it was... It was a double-edged sword because I knew we had to go to bed at the end of Bonanza Sunday night. So I liked it, but I, I didn't want that. it to... Ed Sullivan, then Bonanza, then go to bed. And then it was over. Go to bed. You're, it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yeah. go to bed. <laughs> so I always liked... Uh, what was the left-handed guy? Michael Landon. Yeah. He, wore, he was left-handed. What was his name? Little, Little Joe. Joe. Little Joe. Little Joe. Haas. Yep. Hop yeah. Singh. Wow. <laughs> See, I did watch it. That's good I'm because saying. you've done that. There's a thing going on in this Magnificent Seven, besides yourself as an African-American, right. where there's diversity all right, over. Right, right. You got a guy from Korea, right? right? You got a Texican. Right. That's it's right. A, yeah. right, right. Well, it really, you know, right. it's completely diversity. And, in, and what I love about it is no one says a damn thing about it. It's actually in some ways reflective of the real West. It, it, and it wasn't even called the West. It was called the frontier. So as far west as civilization had gone, mm-hmm. that was the frontier. And you had all kinds of people that were trying to make it. And, and if you had ability and strength and determination, but you black, white, yellow, mm-hmm. you could carve out, you know, a niche. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. But was that always the idea is to make this? A diverse Western where nobody threw no. it in your face? N- no, no. I mean, you could talk to the filmmaker about it, what his idea was. But Well, I'm sure that Antoine But no, we didn't look at it that way. We, we, we didn't say, oh, we got to make sure we... Mm-hmm. Because it was already, I, I guess maybe by the time the script came to me, it was already in the script. Mm-hmm. And because I hadn't seen the original, I didn't really... really? 
No, I still didn't. haven't I seen. I told it. you, King of Kings, Ten Commandments. King of Kings. So there was nothing even when you signed on that you said I'm going to go look at this 1960. No, I would never version. do that. Never. Because if you have ideas, you want them to be yours. You don't want to watch something. And go, oh, I can't do that because he did that. Or I just rather. Well, if you were imitating your Brenner, you would have to shave all your head. Yeah, well, see, yeah, that, that would right away you, you say imi imitate. <laughs> okay. So right. that's the wrong word for an actor. To, you know, I don't want to imitate anyone. And both films really were, as you know, were inspired by Seven Samurai. That's right. Did you see that one? Of course. Of course. How? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's good because that was like the middle of the 50s. Right. That Seven Samurai came out. I think. Yeah, and then comes... 1960, we right. get this one. So right. it's been a long time before somebody did a remake like right. this one. I don't know why they, they wanted to, but I'm glad they did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed riding and gun mm -hmm. spinning. You got, we all got pretty good old... Well, you, Chris Pratt told me that he's the only one that was good at it and that you were basically uh, oh, just didn't. trying. Oh. You know? <laughs> no, actually, Emmanuel, the uh, Mexican kid, was the best. He was the best. He was the smoothest. He could... He could spin them sideways and do all the... But I had my little bit I could, I could do. I hear that you um, brilliantly decided to shoot it in Louisiana where the temperature would always be over 100 degrees. And it rained every day and we got two months behind <laughs> so they could save money, which ended up costing them money. Costing them much more money Many to wise, do that. Pound foolish. What does that do to all of your moods? Black man with a black hat, with a black shirt, with a black vest, with black pants, black boots, black socks, black underwear on a black horse. And it's 105 degrees. <laughs> All you could be was cool. You had, had to, to be. be. It was too hot to, to overdo anything. Yeah. Could you will yourself to being cool? Can you convince yourself to tell No. But, but no. the saloon, they kept the air, the air conditioning in the saloon, which, so everybody kind of hung out in there. But it made it worse because mm -hmm. as soon as you walked out the door, but, but Antoine actually wanted that sweaty kind of, you know. He got it. Yeah, he got it. He got it. You got to be trusting him. I mean, I, I, he know. did direct you to that training day, Oscar. That's correct. Yeah, Chris Pratt also said he would have been really great in Training Day. Did he? <laughs> yes, Chris. That would have been, he, that would have been interesting. See, it would have he would been, have been six or something well, when he came out. But. but how is working with this guy, Chris? Yeah, and, and, and I mean this. He, he has a quality, and the only one else that I've worked with that has it is Tom Hanks. Where you just like him. He's a good man. He's a decent, wholesome, mm -hmm. funny, big dude, but likes to just fish and hunt. I don't even think he realizes he's famous. He's just a guy, you know. So yeah. he just he so was you really can relate really to him in that way. Just easy to get along with and funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you know it was easy. So when you're growing up in Mount Vernon, are you a good kid? You say that your father is a minister, minister. right? Uh, uh, Any trouble? <laughs> Well, come on, Denzel. I was uh, mischievous. Mischievous. You know, my three closest friends did quite a bit of time. Really? Hell oh, yeah, in decades. And my mother had enough sense to get me out of that situation before it was going to be my turn. So I was what they call throwing rocks at the penitentiary, but I never, I never, uh, I never hit it. Well, it saves you from it. Uh, my mother, basically. She did it. I mean, she taught us right from wrong, you know, but just the grace of God, I never, 
I never got caught. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let me just call it what it like is. I, just, I never got caught. I never got caught. I never that got caught. A, that was lucky. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was good, and then you could. But did you ever? But I also knew right from wrong, so I didn't want to go too far. But I dipped my toe in the water. But I didn't. And then so in the ninth grade, she she got me into a private school, and my three closest friends started he- heading further and further in another direction. And you know, one did 28 years, one did good 20, and one did 12. You what know. about your dad being a minister? Being the, Was that ever a, an ambition of yours to do it? Well, I thought about it, but it was because we had to go to church. I hated it. Because you, you had to had go in the morning, go. you had to go at night, you had to go in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, a job, you know. So, no, I, I rejected it in my early, you know, teen years when you're working, working stuff out. But you got interested in the theater right pretty early didn't you no no in college in college in well college. that's early yeah i was uh you know and, and and i told my children you know there's nothing wrong with a good liberal arts education and you don't have to know at 17 or 18 what you're going to do the rest of your life so i was actually pre-med because mm-hmm. i thought oh you go to college and you be a doctor then i went political science pre-law you know well first of all i took a course a chordate morphogenesis in the chemistry course, and I, not only could I not spell it, well, I, I didn't know, know what you I don't know what, yeah, chordate <laughs> morphogenesis. You just like saying it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's all I remember about it. And I may be saying it wrong, but I found out I wasn't doctor material. I found out I wasn't lawyer material. Then I started studying journalism. So I was actually working my way toward the arts. I didn't know it. So I went from pre-med to pre-law to journalism to acting by my junior year of college. And you got to basically play all those things. Yeah, I guess I have. Right? <laughs> well, remember that commercial? I'm not a doctor, but I played one on I TV. I played one on TV. Yeah, yeah, that's true. it. You did do all of that. I, I, doctor, lawyer. What was the third thing I said? Journalist. Journalist. Yeah, yeah. Pelican Brief. Yeah, Pelican sure Brief. So you did all that. Yeah. yeah. So you, does, do you feel that you've lived all these lives by doing what you're doing? I have a great job, you know, because I'm not a method actor, but... You know, uh, one of my favorite books is Uta Hagen's Respect for Acting. Mm-hmm. So I get into the parts, but you get, you know, you get to get on a horse. You get to, you know, one day you do this, you do that. So you get to experience different lives. I mean, when I did the movie Flight, I got to get in the uh, flight simulators, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to learn how to land because we were going to crash anyway. But you learn <laughs> so how to, good yeah, you, you learn how to take off, it, yeah. and, and you know, you get to put your toe in different worlds, toe in the water. What about your kids when you when they're growing up and they're looking at you? What is the reaction to you being in all of these movies? They don't know any different, you know. I remember my oldest son, who oh, was a shameless plug by dad, who stars on up yes. with the Rock on Ballers, well, <laughs> and his sister, by the way, is a really great actor. Uh, Olivia uh, Washington is a great actor, but I remember as a, when he was a kid, he's like, Dad, you know, it's such pressure. You're so famous, and we were, I was picking him up from school. I said, you know your friend Joey? Joey's dad runs the studio. If his dad doesn't give me a job, you don't go to school here. So don't get fame mixed up with real power. Mm-hmm. I said, you be nice to And by the way, be nice to Joey, your friend. You know, so he, he, he kind of put two and two he together. He took that advice. Yeah, yeah well, he didn't that. realize. You know, fame mm-hmm. is, 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 is good, but it's not necessarily power. But you've had it consistently. It's pretty good. I mean, the first movie you did is Carbon Copy, right. which George doesn't Siegel. live in the time capsule of right. great comedies. No. But you must have learned something from doing that, that movie, that first one. Actually, George gave me a clue George Siegel about, George Siegel about Westerns. 
I was doing a play. Look, it all comes together. It all comes, it comes together. together. I was doing a play uh, called When the Chickens Came Home to Roost, 1981, about Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. And there's an entrance I have in the play. And George said, oh, you got to remember, act like a, 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 an old Western, when the, whatever the bad guy, the gunslinger, he comes in and he stops before he opens the door. Because my entrance in the play, I had to open the door and I walk in. He said, no, don't open the door and walk right in. Open the door and wait. Now everybody leans forward, Ooh. waiting. Then you mm -hmm. walk in. So I did that. I did that in Magnificent <laughs> Seven. Yeah, I, I walked up it. to the saloon. I don't know if the way they cut it, you know, you can't tell. But I actually got that advice. From Take George that Siegel. pause. Take that pause. You can never get advice early enough. My first come, film. It's going to come back into it. I mentioned the theater because at the end of this year, you're doing what I think is a, has to be a passion project mm. for you in fences. doing fences. Mm. It's it's. It's good. something I've heard people saying they were going to do it from 1985. Right, that's right. August Wilson yeah, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and James L. Jones. That's were right. To do it, it was right. supposed to happen and it didn't happen. Mm. Why is it a passion project for you? Scott Rudin, seven years ago, maybe 2009, mm -hmm. he sent me the screenplay that August Wilson wrote. He says, "Read it. Do, what do you want to direct it, produce it, and what do you want to do? Whatever you want to do." I said, "Well, let me read it first. Mm -hmm. So when I read it. Then I said, okay, wait a minute, i got to go back and read the play. Then I read the play, and I'm thinking I'm too young because I'm thinking when I was young when I went to see James Earl Jones, mm -hmm. and it says 53, and I'm mm -hmm. going, wait a minute, I better hurry because I'm too old. So I called Scott and said, you want to do, let's do the play. He said, you want to do the play? I said, yeah. He said, I said, can you raise the money? He said, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> and he raised the money, and we did the play. So I, I knew I wanted to use the core people that we did the play with on Broadway. So I used Russell Hornsby, obviously Viola Davis, mm -hmm. and Stephen Henderson, who was wonderful, and Michael T. Williamson, mm -hmm. uh, who was wonderful. And it gave us a good rhythm and a good base uh, for the film. When you were shooting it. Yeah, yeah, because we all knew it. We all knew the material. I don't know if everybody knows if they've seen had the chance to see these plays, but mm -hmm. August Wilson has written, what is it, 10 plays, ten plays. about uh, being black in America mm -hmm. through different mm -hmm. decades mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. that. And not even just being black in America. Fences is really a universal story about love and betrayal and, you know, and, a, and family. It's set, it's, it's set in Pittsburgh. It's set in, in Pittsburgh the, in the 50s. In the 50s. And he's an old, you know, over-the-hill wannabe baseball player who's frustrated about it, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, well, I don't want to give it all away, but I, 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 I can tell you, Viola Davis... Like in the play, she slays them, and Stephen mm -hmm. Henderson and Michael T. Just great performances. So, did you also want to do a lot more of August Wilson's plays? I made a nine-picture deal with HBO to produce the other nine August Wilson plays. So, I already have the screenplay for Ma Rainey, Ruben Santiago Hudson, adapted, who wrote Lackawanna Blues and, and yeah. won Emmys. He adapted it for me, and. Hopefully, we'll shoot that one next year. So I'd like to do one a year for the next... That's an ambitious undertaking. It is, produce, it is. Even if you're not directing it. Yeah, and yeah, it is. It. And it might, you know, uh, maybe less than one a year when, when it's right and when mm -hmm. the material's ready to be, you know, filmed. You've done kind of every medium that somebody could do in what you're doing with the theater, with film, with TV. Look at those years you were on St. Elsewhere. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You must think you're a doctor. 
No, come on. After a while, people Not, people no. must stop you and say, "Can you look at this little spot?" No, on? they they don't remember. <laughs> they don't remember yeah. Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just Not, I mean, people don't people don't come up. They don't mention Saint Elsewhere much. Really, they no, don't come not up to me. you and say, "I nah. loved you in blah blah." Yeah, what's wrong? Malcolm with that? X was just great. They don't say that to you. You know, I've learned, like I said, movies belong to the people. Yeah. Sometimes it's movies, and not to say I didn't like saying elsewhere, I did, but sometimes a movie that I hated is somebody's favorite. You know, so I kind of go, you know what? That's why I say movies belong to the people. You make it, you, you see it, you talk about it, you promote it. And then I sort of, I'm on moving, moving forward. Can you tell when you're making without mentioning the name of the movie when something's not working? Yes. And can you tell pretty soon? The ones I'm thinking of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see whatever he's thinking yes. of right now. Yeah. Well, this is it. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes you can think it's going to be, you got something and it's not. You know, but I, I haven't had... Too many real clunkers. But even some of those are someone's favorite. Well, I have ones that I do that might not have been the biggest hits. Right. But people always say when I've had actors who have been as successful as you are, I usually I ask them, what, are there one or two movies that you did that you were really proud of that didn't find the audience that people could find now? That they could go rent. Well, and, and they stream. do. I was just talking to someone who who was talking about Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, yeah. That you know, that's a lot of people's favorite. There's a guy, a young guy, was saying today is his, fa- his favorite movie of mine. Was Devil in a Blue and Dress. I have a thing for the Mighty Quinn. Is that right? Yeah. Well, cause see, there you go. Without terrible accents. Uh, oh come on! Uh, we couldn't get that to Jamaican <laughs> it accent. Didn't. It was the feeling. The accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a you, hard one. You have to do accents, but yeah. I bring that up because, as you know, from the last time you were here, we always end in song. Okay. Do something that's in your head. A song? You know, Denzel. I have to I want to remind you. Let me tell you, you don't story. do it. I'll tell you what you did. What you sang. Because you haven't done the big screen musical no, no, yet. No, let's get it straight. No. I didn't sing. You sang. Not uh, yeah. only did you sing. I attempted to Over sing. the Rainbow. Brilliant. Somewhere. Oh, God, you did I that. my wife. Why? Because she cringes Coletta whenever I try to sing. She doesn't like it when you sing? I actually did an audition for, I don't remember, the Broadway show. And Pauletta, this was many moons ago when we first met. And she came in and accompanied me. She's a, she's a classically trained piano player. <laughs> and... Uh, I sang uh, Just My Imagination by The Temptations. It was just my imagination. And it was, uh, th- uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Th- I was no. Like, well, I was, I, no, thank you very much. That's, thank you. <laughs> it's in the other, like, and so and you that know, bothered when you? you audition, it's like a black hole. You can't see the people out there. They're in the dark. And you're up on the bro. And, mm-hmm. of course, the person before me could sing like Caruso. But there must be something in your head that you have in your heart that you sing when you're in the shower. Something that's going on. What did you sing to Chris Pratt when you were doing Magnificent Step? <laughs> that theme which comes in at the end, the Elmer Bernstein one. Yes, was, yeah. da, 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 that was oh, great. That was good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, yeah I heard you can so carry I'm it So I'm just too. looking for something. Look at me trying to change the subject. We'll do it. And you're not buying it. I am not buying it. <laughs> You know, you don't have okay, the gun. I'll, I'll, you can't I'll make do a deal this with to you. me like this. I'll make a deal with yes, you. Yes, it's a deal. A duet. I'll do it. Whatever Here we you go. Say. What are we going to sing? Uh, all the way. 
Oh, oh, let's do that's that. interesting you said that. When so, I'm yeah. using Little Jimmy Scott's Day by Day. Oh, and we Jeff, can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Here's, oh, here's come the on, guy. all the he's way. He's a bounty when hunter in this. He's just, he's and like, uh, come on. He's afraid of nothing. Day by day. Oh, no, all the way, all the way. When somebody needs you, it's no good unless she needs you. All the way. That's all I wanted. Look at that. It was beautiful. Happy to be near you. I don't know the lines, but, but it I'm, doesn't I'll matter. follow you all, all the way. way. Call Scott Rudin and tell him to do a musical version of oh. The Magnificent Seven. Only if you'll be in it. I'll be in it. Oh, I got I'll, witnesses. I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to be. I got be, witnesses. But I'm in it. It's a deal. It's a deal. Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.